I'm Katie. And I'm Tillman. We're doing a deep dive into our favorite reality shows. And And this this is is our Fresh Fresh Perspective. Hello. Hi. Welcome back to week two of Scientology. Yes, and this week we're going to focus more on Leah Remini and the show Scientology in the Aftermath, um, which I was obsessed with when it came out. Like, I watched it every week. Like, I was so ready for the next episode. Like, I was hooked. I had no idea that there were three seasons. Yeah, which I wasn't sure I had seen it all. But when I went back and, like, kind of was doing my research, I was like, oh, yes, I have. (laughs) Yes, I have seen it all. I hadn't I hadn't seen any of it and when I went to watch it I couldn't find it anywhere. It was did you did you rewatch episodes? No, I didn't rewatch any episodes, but I listened to some of the podcasts that were like the recap of the episodes. Okay. That was a good idea. So and as I was listening to them I was like, yeah, I remember this. This is wild. Like this stuff is insane. Like this one story um it was on we're just like jumping in here. Um, yes, let's do it. At the so we all know that like they do like some crazy stuff and Scientologists and the head of the church is just like absolutely insane. So there was this instance where in Clearwater, Florida, where they have like their mecca basically, um, this woman was having like a mental break. Like she was a Scientologist and she like no one was listening to her concerns about Scientology and just her life. And so she, like, crashed her car and then ran out into the middle of the street naked, like, yelling for help. Like, absolutely just needing someone to listen to her. And Scientologists... She was a current member of the church? She was, a like- cur- she was a member of the church. And so she is, like, having, like, this awful, like, mental break and uh, begging for help. And Scientologists find her... And they don't really believe in, like, medicine and, like, modern medicine practices. They believe it's all the things, right? Yeah, and it's, like, the things. by auditing. So, surprisingly, the Lee Remy show didn't really ever talk about the things. Like, that was never, like, a big thing that she focused on. But... Did she talk about auditing? Yeah, auditing, oh. like, all the time. Like, auditing was huge. But, basically, she was just saying, like, in auditing they're just trying to find the things that you're doing wrong. And like, you have to be aware of that because only you can fix it. Right. And you have to make it right. But in this like story, Scientologists like came to her and instead of taking her to a hospital that was like 15 minutes away, um, that was like a regular hospital where she could actually receive help. They took her an hour away to a Scientologist approved, like ho- like hospital in an ambulance. Like, um, they have their own was it a Scientology hospital or I don't know just- if it was a Scientology hospital or if it was just like a Scientologist worked there so they would like oh sneaky which I mean I don't know how a Scientologist becomes a doctor so I don't know what that looked like it probably wasn't like a real hospital like it was probably some like clinic that Scientologists so I know um because the the af- the podcast is just them kind of recapping the episode so it doesn't get all the like exact right. information that leah and mike did because the show was run by leah remini and mike rinder um mike rinder was very high up um executive in the scientologist church until he left 
do you know what the breaking point was that made him leave? I feel like when you're that high up, you're like I don't know the exact beyond. breaking point. If I remember correctly, I think he just kind of not like he woke up one more morning and saw the light kind of thing, but like he it really did hit him one day after you know, years of abusing people and being abused by um, David Miscavige that he was like, I've done horrible, horrible things. Like, and I need to, I need to get out of here. I need to make it right. What a scary feeling that must be to think that you're like helping people, bettering people, and then have the realization that you're actually like doing the exact opposite. Right. Well, and one thing they talk about in the show a lot. So Scientology basically has labor camps that they send- a lot of Sea Org members and I think we're going to cover Sea Org next week when we kind of do our final episode on all the scandals and scary stuff. So he was in the Sea Org and worked his way up. And then I think he went several, he was like sentenced basically several times to these labor camps. I mean, it's basically a detention center where you just, like work in fields and like do manual labor what would what would get someone sent there so you know if you if you're that high up and you like go against david miscavige or you speak out against l ron hubbard or there could be so many things because david miscavige was such a like is a scary person and like has terrible like a terrible temperament like has temper tantrums and like well has been reported to like physically abuse like some of his like employees and i think he may have even like slapped like mike render at one point it's crazy like, it's it's just it's like baffling to me because we talked about last week how neither of us have ever met a scientologist and like the idea that they have enough people who are who are not only like part of it but like so deeply part of it that they can enforce detention centers and labor camps is baffling to me i know and like at these detention centers they also have something called the hole um which is basically like you know like at schools or something (laughs) let's equate it to schools um (laughs) so where they'll have those like portable buildings in the back yeah like if there's too many kids trailer classrooms Yeah. yeah so they'll have that it's like that there's basically like nothing in it. You're kind of, it's basically solitary confinement. And, but like way worse, they barely feed you. You're in there for days on end. It's dark. Like you can't, like there is nothing for you. And they're kind of like starving you. And like, it's the whole thing is like pushing you to physical and mental exhaustion until you accept what you've done wrong, quote unquote. And then you'll like repent and like reform back to a good Scientologist, whatever that means. It's so crazy. It's, it's so crazy how well Scientology has like scrubbed kind of away any, like when I was doing all the research last week on how, how the religion works and stuff, I didn't see any of this, you know, like they've done a really, really incredible job of upholding their image. I think Lee Remini, the reason her show has been so successful is because she has been the only, like she is literally presenting groundbreaking information because yeah. outside of her testimonies, there's basically like nothing except for like lore. I know. And so the the show, which is, I mean, really informative and like really well organized, 
So like a lot of season one is talking about the basic Scientology fundamentals, how it works, how it operates and having interviews with people who Leah knows or maybe doesn't, but like they may have held like a prominent position or they were in the Sea Org or like something like that and telling their story of how they got out and their relation to whatever the like topic is for the week. So one thing that like always came up, but they had one, if not two episodes on it was the bridge, which is the ladder of Scientology, which we kind of talked about last week, how you move up to the next level. That's called the bridge. And it's a literal map of the levels of Scientology that you can move up to and how you do it. And like how many hours of auditing you have to have to be able to move up to that next level. And like your auditor has to like sign off on it. It's like one episode they had a past auditor come on and like talk about how, you know, they would read these things and how they would manipulate them to, or like the readings, um, manipulate the results to tell someone something. And did the auditors know it was kind of BS or do they believe they're reading it? Like, do they they believe believe they're actually seeing something? Yeah. I think so. I don't think that they, I think similarly right, to like too many any people regular Scientology member, yeah. like they are also buying into it. Like they have been taught to read XYZ equals this mm-hmm. and they believe that. So, but then in like, you know, in hindsight, like when they're looking back on it, they're like, that didn't mean anything. Like we were trying to sell them Dianetics. Like we were trying mm-hmm. to get them to tell us something so we can reprimand them like we were trying to get information out of them and like keeping all these extensive records on them to make money and keep them from moving all the way up the bridge right right so which that was always one of the more interesting things to me was this concept of the bridge and like there's a very linear or seemingly linear path Mm -hmm. to the top But then it's not because you go, you know, level one, two, three, four, back to three, back to two, up to four, up to seven, back to six. Like, and the number of hours that you have to be audited is like kind of crazy. Like it's, I mean, different for each level and you discover something new at each level. Like you've, you're being told more and it's when you get up to those higher levels that you find out about that like origin story. But it must just be so devastating. I know to put like, all this work in and find in find out the origin story has to do with like volcanoes, volcanoes, and like freezing. Does Leah Remini talk and... about that at all? Um, no, not really. It's there's like on occasion when she's like, "Yeah, you get this far in and you start learning that there's stuff about like aliens and all of this, and you're like, how did we get here and what's mm-hmm. going on? Like, what?" But most of it was focused on the abuse by the church. Okay. Um, and how people were thrown into these detention centers and the whole and like escaped and what they did and how they, you know, realized that they need to get out of there and just all these like pretty awful stories um, and people having to, um, I can't think of the word, uh, not disassociate, but like disconnect from their families um, mm-hmm. and leave them it's behind. very and, exiling. Yeah. And how, you know people took care of their parents for years and then left the church and they haven't talked to them in 20 years. And like their families refuse to talk to them or, 
you know, Leah Remini's whole family left when she did. Like they she, was all she did raised together. in the church? Is she a second generation Scientologist? Yes. Her mother like found Scientology okay. and started doing that with I believe her second husband, or maybe her first, I can't remember. And they raised um Leah Remini and her sister. I can't remember if she has another sibling, but they were all raised in the church like their whole lives. And they until Leah Remini left, they were all pretty devout. But Leah. So once she left, that caused like a domino effect? A little bit in terms. I think they may have disconnected for a little bit, but that is what really set her family and like, no, 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 no. Like that bond has to be stronger than like whatever this is. And like the stuff she's saying, like, yeah, it doesn't really add up. So, but the show is fascinating. What was the most shocking thing that she reveals on the show? Well, I mean, I think this may be a little bit more of a topic for like when we get into the scandals, but Mm -hmm. they think they know where Shelly Miscavige is. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. Yeah. So we'll get into that next week, but they think they know. Um. Yeah, that's probably the most shocking thing because they talk about her forever, like the fact that she's just gone. Mm-hmm. So then they think they know, but it's crazy. And Mike Rinder was so high up; he knows so many people and like so many of the inner workings of what happens and like the, you know. So that's how they get so many prominent figures on the show that he knows that left, because then they, I mean, they have a very close bond. So is he, times, are they scared at all about the retaliation from the church speaking out? Do they talk about that? Yeah. I mean, they're both suppressed. Like, the, you know, they have that title. Yeah. Suppressed. People. Uh, throughout the show, you see them being harassed um, by Scientologists. Okay. Um, like they'll be in a car and they'll see that someone's been following them for miles and they, you know, pull over and they're like, Hey, like, who are you? Um, And this person is like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm just, so-and-so and they're like oh but you've been hired by this church of scientology and they're like no 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 like that's never been the case and they're like so who's the private investigator that you're working for <laughs> because that's what mike did like he was in charge of like harassment basically like making sure these l- people's lives were you know what is the justification for that do you think like there how, how are- can they convince themselves that's the right decision to harass people because they see them directly as an attack on the church and the efforts to make the world a perfect place. Okay. So they think that they're an absolute enemy. And the only way to fight that is to make their life a living hell because they think they're actually like kind of this like devil figure. Like they are trying to take down all the good work. My answer to that is never to fight fire with fire, but like that's what theirs was. Right. Right. Um, it's funny. Cause I mean, I like, I, actual scientology unlike a lot of other cults hasn't directly been linked to like murders or like you'd think they just like take people out you know i know because i was i was reading about danny masterson who's a a scientologist and who's also currently involved in a rape case and all of the accusers were scientologists and all three of the girls who are accusing him are currently being harassed by scientology too like and I can only imagine how much worse it was for Mike Render and Lee Remini because I think these girls were like lower down and this isn't like a super high profile case or anything like 
Yeah. Like because they'll like come and go through your trash and like all this stuff to try to find incriminal or incriminating evidence that you know to spread rumors and they set up websites against you saying you know we found needles in their trash and it's like so it's like a sewing needle but then you know you have the like implications of like drug use and so then they use that against you and that's just an example like I you know but they do all this crazy stuff to try to make up lies and rumors to like bring you down and I I'm surprised that they can't come up with like a defamation like case honestly on some of these things but yeah, it it's like I said before. It's just like there. I don't understand how how Scientology is so powerful. Like how no one has been able to sue them success, or maybe they have. And I don't know about it, but I, I know that Leah and Mike are currently, or at least at the end of the show, and I think that this is still going on. They are kind of in a legal battle with them, or were specifically regarding their tax exempt status. Yeah. Um. Right. There's no religious. There's no actual religious foundation, but they claim to be a church. Right. And I think like that's a, they've done a, I was listening. So apparently in, in 1993 is when they got their tax exempt status. And it was 1992 where like things really changed. And like David Miscavige was like, this is something we have to be qualified. We have to be categorized as a religion. We have to get this tax exempt status so we can keep all the money, blah, 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 blah. And I think it's such a fascinating thing, like this, you know, 501c3 tax exempt status qualification, because it means you're doing something for the public good. And their whole thing is that they're doing something for the public good. But what do you have to prove it? And like when there's all these other things going against you why do you still have that? But then that goes the same for the, you know, Catholic church or like any church really when there's a lot of harassment. So it becomes kind of a bigger conversation. And I think that's kind of where they were having trouble is like, we want Scientology to like lose this exemption status. But like in that opens up a big can of worms and a lot of arguments for Scientology to come back and say like, but, 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 but like, we're still doing a lot of good for the world and all these other religions are like doing the same thing. So yeah. like war- that even more so solidifies the fact that like we are the same as any other religion. I, I feel like like when I went to the Scientology Center and asked for a tour and spoke to the person there who was a Scientologist, she said, we're not a religion. Like she's that is like, fascinating I'm a practicing Catholic and stuff. And I, I have to believe like, she thinks that you know like i would think that that's like they would they would not want if they think that's a bad look for them they wouldn't let people believe that you know i know well i mean i think leah remini had said before too that you know she was practicing catholic or she was catholic while she was a scientologist but they weren't going to church and you know that kind of stuff but you still you can believe in god and you can believe stuff like that So so how can they claim that like they're they're being like discriminated for being a religion if if you question their tax status if they have if they also simultaneously are claiming like colloquially that they're not a religion or letting their member like anyone who who practices knows it's not a religion i know it is crazy gotten away with this i don't understand either and i think kind of like you said i mean they just have teams and teams and teams of people that are ready to go against you at any time which is what Mike Rinder was like in charge of like he was 
phase, you know, like he had to make sure that these people weren't able to do a lawsuit and, but also, you know, just from a like money perspective, these people who are Scientologists have had to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars and probably don't have the means to like hire a lawyer and take you to court. Definitely. Yeah. I think which is sad. You're they you really are screwed if you try and leave because you're you lose all of your social life and you've invested tens of not hundreds of thousands of dollars in this and then leave broke, no longer purified or clear or whatever. And have no one on your side. Like, even if they weren't harassing you, you're screwed. Yeah. Like, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it really is sad. And, I mean, there were episodes where I, like, I remember, I mean, this came out a while ago. I can't remember what year. Mm-hmm. Um, But I, I'd be, like, in tears listening to some of these, like, confessionals and, like, stories of these people because there was... I might be getting some of the details like mixed up on this. Um, but there was like a family, like a husband and a wife who were in like this detention center and they escaped from the detention center. Like they ran away. They somehow escaped, which is like getting out of like a high security prison. Yeah. That's like a full blown heist. That's crazy. Because I mean, if they would, in the show they would drive by some of these because they knew where they were at um they're in the middle of nowhere like california like hot desert like (laughs) and it like barbed wire around the fences and like security guards at the gates and i guess this this husband and wife were both in there or but separated And they had like kind of talked a little and they were like, you know, the moment you get the chance, go and we'll meet some, you know, we'll, we'll both get out of here. Um, and one of them had like clearance to use a golf cart and go like down the street or, you know, I think there were two, you know, across the street, there were two different facilities or something. So he took the golf cart and he had the clearance to go past the security guard. And basically once he got past security, I just turned and like took this, like took off. Um, That's nuts. And you know, they try to come and get you. They try to find you and bring you back and all stuff, but he made it out and his wife did too. And I can't remember exactly how, or if they did it together. I, I don't remember, but. And just stories like that where they were so broken. Yeah. And like they, they were like, okay, so I, I'm going to, like, if I try to escape and I get caught, like could easily be the end of my life. Like they're going to work me until I'm broken, Yeah. but you know, maybe what's on the other side is better, but they leave with no money. You have no money as a Scientologist. Like you don't make anything. That's one thing I never quite understood is like, they don't make any money, like working for like Sea Org or like any of these things. And Scientology just basically funds their life and then when they leave they're forced to either like go to their parents or you know start from nothing I didn't realize how many people like lived full time with Scientology but I guess that makes sense that all employees aren't real employees they're like volunteers yeah they're like volunteers which like thing kind of makes sense why we don't ever interact with Scientologists because it's like they are so far inside and it is so like in this like crazy realm and it's sheltered from the outside world because they don't want them to know what's going on 
yeah to be fair i guess uh there's no you can't be a casual scientologist it seems yeah i think that'd be hard (laughs) yeah but then you have people like elizabeth moss john travolta who are who live perfectly normal lives outside of tom cruise outside of being scientologists so I don't, it just it's like they like I was reading a lot of interviews with Elizabeth Moss talking about her experience and she was also raised in in Scientology and I don't think she's that high up like I think she's like paid for her mom to go higher up but she's kind of like stayed stagnant but she, she was like you know there's so she she was like saying all the like marketing terms like oh there's so much bad press for Scientology we're actually like very open-minded it's not a crazy church it's just a, a way to like purify your soul or whatever like she, nothing she said was like she made it yeah. sound like it was just like a little therapy group or something and i feel like she believes that yeah i think so too also like the celebrity center like the big blue building like is fascinating because they use these celebrities are marketing tools they are marketing pawns mm-hmm. like they're supposed to spread the church because there was a whole thing where like they're told like when they go on tv they need to talk about scientology like they need to spread the word and for a long time that's Leah, because I, I don't refused. feel like you hear about tom cruise really like being very open about it yeah um well i think it might have been at I think it was at tom cruise's wedding where shelly miscavige was first um noticed yes, missing. he showed up without her mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and leah remini was there and i think asked where she was and she was met with kind of a negative response right yes i, I remember reading about that um but yeah these celebrities are used kind of as this pawn they should be talking about it and they would frequently come up to leah and say like hey like you should go on the show and you know talk about scientology and like what you're you know especially because it was she was really deep into it when she was on king of queens um mm-hmm. the show with what's his name he was also in grown-ups he was one of the dads oh kevin kevin james, james. Okay. Kevin james. oh yes she and him were like a husband and wife yeah, they were a husband and wife living in Queens. He was a UPS man and right, right, she right. worked like several like different jobs, I think. Um, but yeah, good show. Thanks, Leah. It's a good show. That's crazy. Um, she was in Scientology during that show. Yeah, because I she talks about sometimes Kevin James being like, don't come at me trying to get me to be part of your Scientology. Don't do it. Did she say at that time, like she like did like what was her perspective being deep in Scientology during that time like did she feel like she wanted to be secretive about it did she want to convert Kevin James like so I think I don't think she like wanted to convert him I think when he would say like don't come at me she was like okay yeah no problem like whatever like I'm doing my thing like and I think he was respectful I think he was like you do whatever you want but like not for me right right and she I she thought she was saving the planet like she thought she was out here with this group saving the world and doing good like and so everything in the name of Scientology everything was in the name of Scientology like her being on the show was the name of Scientology because then she could show basically like she was like I the way to show Scientology is like that I'm a good person and that's because of Scientology yeah it's kind of, which is a, a pretty common like religious ideology like right like by you my see- good mormonism they often have very high profile jobs like really well paying in part because they have to pay their salary to mormonism but probably in part because it's good for like you don't want all the mormons to be like exclusively 
you know, like gas station workers or something. It's probably yeah. a better look if a bunch of them are doctors. Exactly. And just it's like my, you know, things that are good that happen in my life is because I'm a Scientologist and because like I've done good by Yes, my and that's how they trap you because they're like every good thing that's ever happened to you is because of Scientology. Every bad thing that's happened to you is because of things or whatever, your subconscious mind, something like that. So like I, I, I was reading about John Travolta and I think that is kind of how he's or maybe it was just used as an example, but like as when John Travolta first joined the church was around the same time he started landing acting jobs. So he can like point that to be like, if I quit Scientology, my career's out the window. Right. Which is so crazy to me. I know he seems like relative, like it's, it's ju- like Tom Cruise is like, you know, high profile. But I, I don't know. Like he, he's kind of, a, seems like a weirdo, but like John Travolta just seems like a nice guy. Maybe I'm sure he's like not, but I, yeah, I, I always feel like, feel like weird with john travolta spray like not i know edna or what's her name i don't remember yeah edna turnblad yeah yeah um he always gives me the ick not because he's a scientologist just because he's john travolta yeah i mean i i wasn't like ever thirsting over him but he kind of just seemed like (laughs) i don't know like you wouldn't expect that he's someone he he also after elvis died he was he got priscilla and lisa marie presley into the church which I think kind of oh I didn't know that into their lives. <laughs> yeah, but Leah Marie still Presley grew up in it. No, well Leah Marie Presley just died, but she oh yeah was raised in it. I don't know if she quit because she did a lot of drugs, and I think that's really a big no no in the yeah I think so. That's part of like purifying your soul is getting rid of toxins. Yeah, because I don't think they really drink. Um... Like yeah, one of the things at the center I looked at is like you you went and like sat down and watched little like informational videos and one of them was about clearing your body of toxins and they hmm. alcohol, drugs, bad food, all of that is toxins that is like making your life worse and preventing you from attaining clear status. I wonder what the like cuz when you're on the Sea Org, that's basically like the purest form of Scientology in my like from what I understand. Like basically like you're so secluded like or um just from everything it's crazy to imagine that like everyone's working to live on a cruise ship because that's how i understand sea org more (laughs) i kind of understand too but like it seems like there are so many that like how can they all be on this boat (laughs) i know i picture i pick like in my mind of scientology like you know, there's like people living their happy little life, going to the big blue building in LA, and then like all of a sudden you switch to like this dark and stormy secluded cruise ship where like everyone's being like killed and held captive. I know, and I just wonder what the living conditions are, like what you're allowed to do, what your schedule looks like day to day. And I think there are Sea Org members like in LA and just like in the world, like they're not all on a boat, but. I like the idea of them all being on the boat. I prefer to think of them all as a boat. And I also, for some reason, have this idea that, like, if we can only, if we can just find out everything happening on Sea Org, Scientology can be taken. I know. Down. Like, I I'm think excited that's to do a little more research on mm-hmm. that. They sign a billion year contract. Like, I know. All the what? lives to come <laughs> are Scientology. What? It's nuts. I know. Yeah, crazy. I'm I'm excited for next week, though, when we get to talk about Sea Org. I, I started doing a little bit of research on it. And again, it's hard to find anything that's truly expository. Like a lot of 
exposing Scientology is like stupid YouTubers attending information sessions. Like, I want like deep dive conspiracy <laughs> theories, but I think I don't know why. I don't know if it's if they're like preventing the information from coming out or whatever. But I I found it hard to find like a ton. I'll have to do more digging, but I know I'm gonna have to do some digging too to remember. But they, I mean, they do talk about it a lot on, um on Scientology in the aftermath because so many of these people who have left were Sea Org members. Like maybe I'll have to every episode episodes that they're on. Because that was my issue with Scientology in the aftermath was that I had to buy every episode for two dollars. And I was like, I Yeah, no, don't do that. that. There's probably an episode on the Sea Org. We should watch that. We should try to watch it this weekend or something. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. But it is crazy. Like yeah, I just, it blows my mind. Like, I'm actually speechless when I think about it. Because it, it's just crazy. Like, that they're, you know, so, these individuals are so low. Like, they've hit such a low point or And to the point where they believe this wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And then they're okay signing their life away. And all the lives to come. Years. The concept of a billion years is, like, crazy. I know. But it's a pretty good promise that you're part of this like cohort of people that's gonna like save the world. Like, I get the appeal. I mean, that does have pretty good. Like, I do want to save the world, right? Especially if you're like like the lady I spoke to in L.A. was like, "Oh, I came to Scientology like right after my husband left me," and I was like, "Girl, that is how they got you. Like, it's so easy to point from a point A to B. Like, you're down on your luck. You're single. You're probably." you know whatever broke after going through divorce lawyers and whatever and this church says oh we can help you save the world right they're probably like that's probably because you weren't a scientologist that your marriage failed right exactly like it's so join us you'll save the world and you'll be a better person uh uh-huh if you're in a vulnerable position it's super easy to get pulled up into these scary things anything else any other notes i don't think so i mean i was this was this was I didn't really contribute that much. This <laughs> I think I asked all the questions I, really I wanted about this show. Like I, it's so good. Okay, I'll have to watch the the Sea Org. Yeah, we should watch the Sea yeah. Org episodes this weekend. Yes, that is. I think that's like the single most interesting thing about Scientology. I agree. I think it's so such a random and like niche thing that they have, mm-hmm. and like very specific to them and very secretive. I know. Very hush-hush. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's it. Bye. Bye.